Hi, and welcome to Kane's Top 5 and 5 for June 2023. Let's go. Our first story is about a record-breaking fine from the European Union, which is taking a hardline stance against the transfer of EU citizens' personal data from territories and countries that don't provide equivalent privacy controls as the European Union. Countries like the United States, for example. Meta was transferring and storing EU citizen data in the US, trusting in a standard contractual clause, or SCC, and it looks like that's a 1.2 billion euro mistake. This is the continuing fallout from the Schrems 2 decision from the Court of Justice of the European Union. While Meta will be appealing this judgment, companies that are handling the personal data of EU citizens might want to have a look at where that's being stored or processed, and if they're using technical controls like encryption to mitigate the risk of regulatory pains to continuously monitor those controls and validate that they're compliant. Our second story is about how CISOs at companies are looking at reducing the costs associated with cybersecurity operations. In most cases, this is about the macroeconomic debate of whether or not we're having a recession right now, but in a few cases I've spoken with CISOs whose firms were acquired by private equity firms and who are being forced to cut costs. This is not necessarily a bad thing though, as companies may have have duplicate or overlapping security controls, or might have underinvested in common controls that could be effectively transitioned to another team, like alerting based on log analysis, for example. This is also a good time to make the argument that cybersecurity enables business and can create profits, such as by minimizing the risk of fraud. However, Additional budgetary pressures may add more stress to the mental health crisis that most CISOs call their day job. And if you're a cybersecurity vendor selling in this market, expect questions about the financial health of your organization that you might not have seen on a vendor risk management questionnaire before. Our third story is that NIST dropped an initial draft of 800-171 Revision 3. If your organization handles or is involved with an organization that has controlled unclassified information, or CUI, this affects you, as the Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification, or CMMC, is going to assess a company's maturity against the current version of the updated NIST standard. At a high level, they tried to align security requirements and control families between NIST 800-171 and NIST 800-53, which led to removing some outdated or redundant security requirements. They also tried to add in organization-defined parameters for some requirements to allow organizations some flexibility in managing their risks. Among the revisions were nearly 50 requirements with significant changes, and 26 requirements were added. NIST has a public comment period, so now's the time to read the document document, but don't assume what you see is final. If you see something you like or don't like, let them know. Our fourth story is that it's been more than a year since the SEC released proposed cybersecurity disclosure rules. Now, I'd previously heard these would be effective in April, but here it is, June. Funny thing is that if they finalize the rules in October, which is when audit season is going, companies are going to need to follow the disclosure rules this year which isn't going to be pretty given how resource intensive that period of time already is. Because no one's made these new disclosures in a 10K before, it's not entirely clear how much companies will choose to disclose or what market enforced penalties will be for those companies that don't choose to or don't have adequate time or process discipline to fully disclose their controls. Our fifth and final story is about the court case that the Security and Exchange Commission has with Covington. This one's important as Covington, 
a law firm, is saying they're ethically bound to not disclose information under attorney-client privilege, or ACP. Now, the SEC says that's fine, but they'd really like to set aside their ethics for a hot minute to get information about Covington's clients so that the SEC can determine if a breach led to follow-on attacks or financial trading shenanigans and market manipulation based on non-public information. This matters, as a lot of very interesting information tends to get covered under ACP, the kind of documents that companies would prefer not to disclose or have available to regulators, and so setting precedent here would be a big deal. The two parties have announced they're at an impasse in working it out together. The judge appears to be taking a thoughtful approach to this case, because no matter what the judge does, the decision is going to make one party very unhappy and likely lead to an appeal. That's all for June. Thanks for watching. Please like and subscribe and send your questions in the comments below.